0: Hello, and welcome to the next installment of the pod that's guaranteed to get your career off the ground, without having to resort to desperate measures like turning yourself into a human billboard. More about the people who do that later. I'm Alex Pressland, and this is Careers Talk. I'm filling in for LJ Filatrani, who's away this week. She's on a road trip across Italy as I speak with her brother, a transit van, and his pet cat, Liam. We have a pack pod this week. For starters, our featured Just The Job is back and we'll be selecting one of the most exciting jobs to appear on the Guardian Jobs site this week. This time, the role in the spotlight could see one lucky arts professional packing up and moving to Abu Dhabi. The very successful Sarah Borman, Marketing Director of Violin Records, will be telling us how she ended up working with top music acts like The Sugar Babes.
1: He could have hated it, but by sheer luck, <laughs> luck for me, he loved it.
0: <laughs> and they've me a job. And we'll hear about all the extreme lengths job seekers are going to for attention. No, they're not running naked through the job centre. Well, not yet, anyway.
2: Being in the high street in the lunch hour, was just a pure fluke that there happened to be some reporters at the local Crown Court. And obviously it was in all of the newspapers.
3: But first, Kerry, tell us about yesterday's Q&A. The main discussion this week was around mental health in the workplace which was particularly topical as it coincided with National Stress Awareness Week. And also, a few days ago, um, a survey came out about attitudes towards mental health. And just to give you a flavour of that, 92% of people believe admitting to a mental illness would damage or limit their career progression or you know chances of getting a job and 56% of those surveyed would not employ an individual even if they were the best candidate if they had a history of mental illness that's shocking isn't it I know it is it's it's really upsetting really but in the discussion we're aiming to promote good mental health in the workplace and also debate how employees and employers can you know be protected and
0: supported So who was on the panel?
3: We had a really strong panel. Um, I wanted to give a special mention to Emma Mamo, uh, who is Senior Policy and Campaigns Officer at MIND. She was excellent, and she leads MIND's work on employment. We also had Andrew Cowler and Pam Grove from ACAS, which is an organisation promoting employment relations and HR excellence. And we had representatives from mental health charities together and the Scottish Association for Mental Health. And also the Royal College of Psychiatrists joined us as well.
0: And so what kind of themes were coming out?
3: Well, we had one trend that was relating to um, disclosure about, you know, putting that information out there in the first instance of the application that you've got a mental illness or that you've had a history of troubled mental health. And there were so many standout posts. I mean, some of them were quite moving too, you know, people coming to us, sharing their experiences, the barriers that they've got to finding work and you know their own troubles and and it was something that I wasn't sure people were going to do. I wasn't sure you know they'd want to come and talk about it but they did and it was really popular and we had 86 posts in total so it was it was a busy one. For example we had ESGOS who'd had negative employment experiences his problem was again with disclosure whether he should be honest about his mental health history or not. He he cited one example where he'd been in an interview that was going really well. He seemed to be impressing the interviewees but when the issue about the, his uh, mental health came up because he'd indicated that he was disabled under the Disability Discrimination Act he described about his depression that he'd had for sort of 20 years The body language of the interviewer changed completely and they were just then going through the motions were really perfunctory and he didn't get the job and he's sort of in this situation now where he doesn't know whether he should be honest about it or not because of the discrimination he faces. And so and so what were the experts
0: on the panel advising?
3: Well there was a little bit of debate around that. Mine, for example, are campaigning for these pre questionnaires about mental health to be scrapped completely, so people aren't at risk of discrimination. ACAS, however, advise anybody who comes under the protection of the DDA. If they feel they've not been successful of interview because of their disability, they can challenge it, even if it is at the interview stage, if it's relating to their disability. So that would apply in S. Gloss's case. Um, Then we've got Together, who, while sympathetic to Minds Ban the Questionnaire campaign, they see a benefit of disclosing this information at an early stage so, you know, employees can receive the support they need from their first day in the role. So... It's quite a crack 22, but there's a lot of campaigning going on in order to sort of sort these problems out for both employees and employers.
0: And so if our listeners want some advice following this podcast, are we going to list out all the information from the panellists on the site?
3: Yeah, well, the Q&A is still open if anybody indeed wants to come and share their own experiences or post another question. But the panel also shared a lot of links and resources that are in place to support both employees and employers. So I'll make sure there's links to those underneath the podcast for anybody who wants to use them.
0: Now to our guest, Sarah Borman. Kerry, tell us more about Sarah.
3: Well, I had a really interesting chat with Sarah. Lots of talk about the music biz, and I completely covered her job. She deals with artists like Amy Winehouse and the Sugar Babes, but she also has to be one of the busiest women in the music business. I mean, we were toing and froing so much, even just trying to pin her down for an interview. So that gives an insight into her job. But I'll let her
1: tell you the rest. There's many functions of a marketing director. There are a couple of artists that I look after myself. Those on a really big scale, like Amy Winehouse and Sugar Babes, I look after personally. But a large part of my job is assisting and coaching the product managers who look after some of the artists that come through the label
3: so have you been quite busy with sugar babes recently you know with the jigged lineup and that sort of thing it's
1: always fun and games <laughs> yeah there's been an exciting new change in personnel so yes incredibly busy because we'd actually come some way down the line in terms of getting things together for the new record so yes been very busy with those <laughs> ladies but um, it's a really exciting time they're, they're definitely in a great place I can feel that the world is waiting a little bit so it's really nice to be working on a campaign that you know is going to have high visibility and people are excited about
3: so what' Your personal favourite aspect of your job, what do you enjoy most about it?
1: Definitely the creative elements of it. I, I love pulling together teams that will create fantastic photo shoots and video shoots. Really privileged position to be in.
3: Yeah, I've got to say, it sounds fun and glamorous and exciting, but are there are any bits that you know that can be difficult or you don't enjoy so much? It's
1: definitely not glamorous. It can <laughs> definitely be fun. Um, and of course there are moments of glamour. I still get excited about going to the Brits, even though I've been doing this for nearly 10 years. I bet. But... It's incredibly hard work. It's not a job for somebody who likes to switch off. Working till nearly midnight, many nights you'll have gigs and then you'll be on your BlackBerry. On your weekend you're on the phone constantly, you're obsessing over the charts, you're on iTunes the minute your eyes are open on a Sunday morning. It's not a job for somebody who likes to switch off and relax. It's very much a lifestyle job.
3: Well tell me a little bit about how you got into this job. What's your career path been like and how did you progress into your current role?
1: Well, I'd always been really, really keen to work in music. I didn't want to be a musician, but I was definitely sure I wanted to work in something related to music. I studied psychology and I loved that at university, and I really wasn't sure about what my next moves would be. I decided to take the plunge and stand for president of my student union, um, which was kind of out of character for me because I wasn't hugely political at university, and I marketed myself, (laughs) which was my first sort of step into properly marketing, I guess, really, because I had to market myself. I really enjoyed it and got elected, which I was thrilled about, quite shocked about. I actually wasn't expecting to win. Made some pretty, yeah, things that I'm still proud of today, actually, and through some of those achievements. One of them was um, setting up a much better set of entertainments and a great club night at my union. Mm. Got approached by Ministry of Sound, sort of the country's most innovative club brand at the time, and got a really exciting opportunity just to start as a marketing junior there. After four years of that, I was absolutely shattered. That really was a job that I worked around the clock. So I decided that I wanted to try my hand at something else and went into TV for a couple of years. And then one day I just had an idea. I was working at a channel called Cartoon Network to turn one of my cartoons into the Sugar Babes, took this into Island Records and pitched it to their MD, which is something that was quite terrifying, really, but I didn't realise the seniority of the person I was meeting. He could have hated it, but by sheer luck, (laughs) luck for me, he loved it. (laughs) And he ended up using this cartoon as a video to one of the singles that was then to come. So that's how I met Sugar Babes. We got on fantastically. I kept coming up with ideas for them because I was so excited to be working back in music. Mm. And they've me a job. So that's how I got here.
3: What would you sort of say the top th- maybe three or four things that somebody who's aspiring to work in the industry sort of needs to have?
1: You need to care about music, not a job that you can do just because you think it's cool or looks fun. Yes, you need to be an innovator. You need to be culturally aware. You need to be in tune with what it is that people want from their artists. There are hundreds of applications for every job. And my advice for people that are trying to get on the ladder is please don't just send in bits of paper to record companies. You need to be actually doing things, you need to be at gigs, you need to be networking, you need to be um, making sure that you have an opinion about artists. It's all very well saying that you did geography, history and French, but I'd much rather know what you think about the new Sugar Babes and can they continue in the way that they have been for so many years or what do you think of the new Leona Lewis video and is X Factor fair? I would far rather know about what you would be doing if you were given an opportunity.
0: That was Sarah Borman, Marketing Director for Island Records Group, talking to Kerry a little earlier. And now from us to you, because it's time to pick the poster. Intern Kate has joined us in the studio. Hello, Kate. Uh, Tell us who you've picked and why.
4: This week's poster was Oops, I'm Jobless, who was made redundant recently from the music PR firm that he worked for. Um, But despite his situation, he was quite optimistic and he posted on the forum asking whether he should mention his redundancy in his next CV or not.
5: I was just typing up a covering letter and it just occurred to me that on some of them I put that I'm looking for work because I have recently made unemployed and it occurred to me that I didn't know whether that, you know, was a sensible thing to put. And I think the response was that it's not particularly important in your covering letter because obviously that's where you're you're selling yourself and you're talking about moving forward and, you know, by all means, if in the interview, the subject of why you're, looking for what comes up, then you can possibly discuss it and maybe in a more constructive manner rather than just, you know, opening your covering letter with, hey, I've been made redundant, please give me a job.
4: What advice would you give to people who are in the same situation as you?
5: Well, I think you've just got to stay positive. Obviously, is the first thing. People in recruitment agencies have... Has been quite helpful. They haven't got me a job yet, but mm-hmm. they've been relatively helpful in letting me know sort of the areas that are likely to be jobs in my sector and, you know, what parts of, of all the, the kind of hype of this recession kind of unemployment stuff to be worried about and which stuff not to be worried about. So yeah, I, I guess it's just a matter of just going out there and talking to as many people as possible. Even if you just need to blast some steam and go to the pub after work and, and moan about it, I think that is quite helpful as well.
0: That was Oops I'm Jobless talking to Kate earlier today. And Kate, that's not the only interesting job seeker you've been speaking to recently, is it?
4: No, uh, this week we spoke to Debbie Wenders, who was made redundant seven months ago and she took to extreme measures to try and find herself a job. Um, She attached a sandwich board to herself and walked down an Essex high street.
2: Yeah, hi, uh, my name is Debbie Wenders, and um, in July of 2009, this year, I decided that I would stand on the high street with a board advertising my CV. So what kind of response did you get when you were stood on the street? Initially, it was um, one of a little bit of interest. And then after a little while, people actually came over and started to congratulate me and said that how brave I was. And I had a lot of support. People were wandering up and down in their lunch hours and were popping back to see if I had any response and I had a number of companies give me details of prospective employment in some of their other branches so I I did have some good response. Tell us a bit about
4: what happened next.
2: In the high street in the lunch hour it was just a, a pure fluke that there happened to be some reporters at the local Crown Court and they saw me stood there and took some pictures and obviously it was in all of the newspapers. On the back of that I had hundreds and hundreds of people email me and phone me wishing me well and saying you know what an amazing thing to do and um, the job that I have now I've been in for a couple of weeks and I feel that the newspaper report did have some standing into them offering me the position so far I'm enjoying the job the company is very good and um, the people I'm working with are really really lovely so I feel that the article did go a little way to me gaining the employment yeah we'll definitely do it again
4: it sounds like you made the best of your situation But what advice would you have for people who have been made redundant and are finding themselves in a similar situation to that
2: you were? My advice would be you have to stay positive and you have to take it as um, an opening to something better. The way that I dealt with it is that I considered myself looking for a job to be a job in itself. And I would get up every morning at the same time as if I was going to work and then get onto my PC and just searched as many sites as I could possibly get onto, look into all sorts of companies and their sites, seeing what vacancies they had. And just do that Monday to Friday. It doesn't matter how many rejections you get, just keep doing it. Just keep plugging at it.
0: That was Debbie Wenders talking to Kate a little earlier today. I really was hoping that she was going to be the person who had run through the job centre naked. But that's an extraordinary thing to do, putting a board on your back
4: it is yeah sadly we're still looking for the naked job centre runner <laughs> if you are out there please get in touch um no Debbie's one of a new breed of job seeker that we've been hearing about recently who are going to extreme measures to find a job and we've got another piece on the website this week from a guy called gary sullivan who's done something similar which would be quite interesting so if anybody else is out there and going to extreme measures please get in touch because we'd like to hear from
0: you now on to our nearly new feature just the job michael levine from guardian jobs is here in the studio What have you got for us this week, Michael?
6: Well, uh, we've got a really exciting role with the Tourism Development Investment Company. Uh, They're looking for an exhibitions manager interesting. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, TDIC are looking to promote cultural tourism through an understanding of the Sadiat Island. And they're doing that through the development of uh, new cultural uh, exhibitions um, and cultural district museums like the Louvre, the Guggenheim and the National Museum. Uh, So basically, the role of exhibitions manager uh, is a really exciting opportunity for someone to assist in fostering awareness of these uh, museums. Basically, they'd be involved in planning exhibitions, educational activities, public programs and publications, all designed to sort of encourage the community to support the Abu Dhabi cultural and artistic institutions.
0: So this role is in Abu Dhabi, and I take it that would mean relocation to Abu Dhabi itself?
6: Absolutely. As the colder winter sets in, everyone else is off on their holidays. It's a pretty exciting opportunity to uh, relocate to Abu Dhabi.
0: What sort of environment would this person be working in, do you think? Well,
6: Abu Dhabi is the capital of the UAE. Uh, It's about an hour down the road from Dubai. Um, And it's got the largest population of the seven emirates. So uh, there's a real sort of mix of nationalities there that form quite a diverse society. Uh, At the moment Abu Dhabi's trying to compete on an international tourism stage with all the other renowned international resorts, Uh, but it also offers that little bit extra. Uh, You know, you've got the year-round sunshine to start with, and then you've also got the local flavour and the abundance of cultural sites and retail outlets. It's an exciting 21st century city rich with cultural heritage, making it a pretty fascinating place to live. Anyone who wants more information on the role can head to guardianjobs.co.uk and have a look under TDIC's current jobs.
0: Fantastic. Thanks very much, Michael. Well, that's about it. Just enough time to tell you what's coming up next week, Kerry. Kate is running a web chat on careers with the NHS on
3: November the 11th. On November 12th, we're talking about careers in sales with a panel which includes the sales pro, Ben Turner. And that's another topical one because Tesco have announced about a thousand sales jobs in the past couple of weeks and some other high profile companies are recruiting too. And we're exploring working in the leisure industry on November the 13th with Lifetime, which is a training consultancy for the leisure industry. So we're talking about personal training and fitness instructors and all that sort of sporty, healthy business. Also on November 11th, we're running a face-to-face event on careers in fundraising with a panel here at The Guardian. Um, it's actually fully subscribed, but we're going to be recording it. So there's
0: going to be a broadcast on the website soon if you're interested in that sort of thing. Many thanks to our guest, Sarah Borman, and to Sandwich Board success story, Debbie Wenders. And of course, thanks as always to Kerry. Don't forget you can find out more information on everything we've talked about and more by going to careers.guardian.co.uk. Careers Talk was produced by Kate Taylor. I'm Alex Pressland. Thanks for listening.